Welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk, episode 479 for second week of February, 2024. This is Tigo and Tracy Venturi of Venturi Group of Real Broker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this week, Tracy, it's we've got a theme. We've yes, got a, we do. We've got a theme this week and it's affordability. Yep, it's that, a great theme. Well, it's it's not great. It It's a bummer that we have to be having this conversation really, but it is a great that's really the the issue right now in real right. estate. And you know, there are some solutions, right? So yeah, we'll be talking about, we'll it. be talking about it. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about housing affordability. The struggle is real. Um, shrinkflation in real estate. I've got, I've got, is know, that a real word? That Shrink is well, shrinkflation is, Oh, I think most people know about shrinkflation. You I know. don't think I've ever heard that word. Oh, okay. We'll talk about what shrinkflation I'm a little, is. Uh, okay. Sheltered. okay. Um, and then just home affordability, uh, as well as maybe there's some relief for rent in Albuquerque. You got some new data there, as well as some new different models in real estate to help people um, that may have some some challenges with affordability. So anyway, it is, again, Tigo, Tracy Venturi, Venturi Group of Real Broker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And you can reach us at 505-448-8888. Perfect intro, Tigo. So Tigo, let's start with... Housing affordability, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. You know, interest rates have come down and gone up and come down and gone up. They're still a lot better than they were a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, house prices have flattened over the winter. Yep, like they normally do. Very typical seasonality. Um, what What's new in housing affordability this week? The, the the honest answer is not much, and that's the problem. Right. That's the problem. You know, so we're here in New Mexico, and this legislature's in session, and they've kicked a couple bills around. You know, allocating money for voucher not not vouchers, but just different programs, grants, and stuff for New Mexico Mortgage Finance Authority and stuff like that. I don't really honestly know exactly where they are right now. And and in my opinion, okay, that that's fine, but it's a bigger problem than just you know, throwing money and helping people buy homes. There, there, there's more to it than that. Right. Right. And so for, go ahead. Go ahead. So shrinkflation. Let's I talk was going to say, is it time to use that word shrinkflation? So shrinkflation <laughs> is actually a word that I don't know where it came from in the last few years. It kind of came around, you know, maybe during COVID near the end of COVID where things cost the same, but they got smaller. Right. So the classic oh, right. example is, you know, the bag of Doritos is, yes. The package it's, is the same size. Package is the same size. The weight changed. Exactly. It's less Doritos. It's less Doritos. We saw that on a lot of products. Yes, for yeah. sure. The price stayed the same, but the quantity went down. So what is it with the housing um, market right now? Well, you're saying shrinkflation. Yeah. So in real estate, so Lance Lambert is, uh, if, if you're, if you're like a real estate, like, like, nerd about data and what's going on in the market. Lance Lambert's the guy to follow. But um, he just did a story last, I guess this week, where he um, talked about housing affordability. And 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 I, I got to give more to this story. Sorry, there's always backstory to this story. Right. More backstory to the story. The backstory is the housing economists and then the doomers who are the people that are always screaming that, you know, housing is going to crash, housing is going to crash. Say, look, look at look at uh, new construction. They're getting cheaper. They're selling for cheaper. They're below, you know, last year. So, you know, 
prices are going down on new construction. That's where it always starts. It's going to crash there first. Well, Lance, like he does, he just followed the data. And he went to an outfit called Parcel Labs that looks at every property in the country and does a whole bunch of analysis on a whole bunch of different things related to real estate. But what they found is homes got smaller. Right. So this, the footprint, the square footage of the home got smaller. The, the homes got smaller, which means, yes, the prices did come down. And, and just to give an example, here in Albuquerque, I did an analysis, a one-year analysis, and I looked at, uh, I think this would have been 2022 20, versus 23. And in from 22 to 23, the median price of new construction homes dropped about 10%. The price. The price. And so you go, okay, well, hey, hold on a second. That was a 10% drop in home prices. Median though, that was median, which means the middle range, right? Remember, remember our, our basic, basic uh, math here. That's the median price, but the price per square foot, that's the, you know, price you pay per heated square foot of that house stayed exactly the same. The prices did not go down when you look at it from that standpoint. Yes, they went down, but the houses got smaller. And what Lance Lambert found in, in the research is that homes got more from three to 6% smaller from, what was this? This was from 22 to 23. So, so shrinkflation in real estate. And, and, and the thing is, I remember conversations, gosh, two, three years ago with where, where builders, you know, after, it was probably two years ago now, after the pandemic and the, and the craziness and builders were just building as fast as they can and they were just, whatever they could build, they could sell. Builders said, okay, wait, let's take a step back. And then they, when, when interest rates bumped up, they said, okay, well, we're going to just start building smaller so we can have a more affordable product so we can keep the payments in line for people. But at the same time, um, you know, be able to sell these product, these 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 homes, but at a at a price point that works for people. Right, and there were a few of our local builders that really went all in on that, and did some very small houses. Right, yeah, there are. And Tigo, there is a Twitter storm this week. There was not to deviate, but well, there was a Twitter storm this week about some homes being built not here. Not here. In Texas. Yes. And there are 600 square feet. And yep. people were outraged that people would be having to buy a house at 600 square feet. So tell us about that. Yeah. What what, what happened again, this was actually part of this, this story about, you know, how new construction homes are getting smaller. Um, uh, who is it? Um, um, can't remember the name. Anyway, one, one of the well-known national builders, I can't think of their name. They're not here, but... Um, they they have some neighborhoods in the San Antonio area where they're building these 600 square foot one or maybe two bedroom is kind of one bedroom with a loft type house. It's a, it's a tiny house. It's on a lot by itself. It's not a townhome. You actually own the land that it sits on, and it's it's not a and it's not attached to anything. It's a detached house. Single family detached home. Single family detached home. And it's going for 145 to 160,000. And, you know, people on Twitter, of course, do what people on Twitter do. And they were just like, oh, I never live in that. Look how ugly that is. You know, it's dystopian. It's awful. And, you know, why would somebody live in that? And it's like, okay, that's fine. But go find a new, another house that you can buy for $160,000 that's livable. And Tigo, what would a house, what would somebody pay in rent? 
to have an apartment that's 600 or 700 square feet? I mean, uh, is the house payment going to be more or less or equal? Well, I think just just ballparking, you know, 160,000, you're probably going to be 11, 1200, you know, uh, dollar a month. House payment. House payment. Uh, and pr- you're principal be, and interest. Yeah. And you're going to be owning the home. Right. Probably for the same somewhere in the same range of renting and you're just renting. You don't have any ownership. You have nothing when you decide to move. You don't have any equity. You're helping someone else pay the mortgage. But on Twitter, people are outraged. They're outraged because it's, you know, dystopian and look what we've come to. And it's like, okay, yeah. And that's true. I will say that. It's like, yeah, look what we've come to because we in this country have not dealt with the issue of building enough homes enough affordable homes. Yeah. And so they're building affordable and they're making it work for a lot of people to have a home of their own. So good for them. You know, think about some countries around the world, somebody to be able to own outright a house on land, brand new construction, new utilities, new insulation, new heating, cooling for 600 square feet of their own home. I mean, we are Americans for sure, right? We are spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. We we have, that people would be so upset by that. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's just like always, you know, the market is going to respond to what's happening, right? People need houses. We don't have enough homes. It's countrywide. I mean, it's not every single city, but it's definitely here in Albuquerque. We don't have enough, especially, you know, affordable, nice, affordable, livable, you know, safe homes. Um, we just, we just don't have enough of them. And, and, you know, so I did I, just as, you know, cause it's Twitter, I pulled up, okay, what well, you can buy in Albuquerque for $160,000 for a single family detached. I could only find two and both of them were completely trashed. They were not eligible for financing. No, they no. were, they were cash sale and it's probably going to take you 50 to a hundred thousand to, to make them livable. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that it's, it's unfortunate that that, that that's where we are. So that means there really are none. Because if it's going to take 50 to 100 to make them livable, they're going to be over 200,000. Well, the other thing is, yeah, we see homes, condos and townhomes come on the market, right, Tracy, that are maybe in that 200 or under 200, not very often, but there's a catch. So, so let's talk about that. So looking for attached homes in Albuquerque area, a lot of times people come up with, they do a search and they come up with a townhome or a condo, mostly condos that they go, oh, good, it's only 190000 my budget's two hundred. I want to buy that condo. And as realtors, the first thing we think of is, oh, what is the other fee, the homeowners association? The association fee that probably covers a lot of things that you have in homeownership, such as gas, electric, perhaps outside of the house maintenance, like stucco and roof and things. Um, but there might be a couple hundred dollars homeowners association that takes that monthly payment up higher than what somebody can actually afford. Yeah. And so, yeah, you think about a, you know, $300 a month HOA fee. I don't know what that will equate to. Oh gosh, I'm just going to ballpark it here. So let's say that's, uh, uh, I know that probably equates to $30,000. Of extra purchase price. Extra purchase price, maybe 40000 something like that. All you lenders that listen, let us know. know. Put it in the chat. Let us know. I bet you're pretty close. I don't know. It's somewhere near. But the thing is, when it has a homeowner's association fee attached, your monthly payment is affected by that. So if you can only afford a $1,200 a month payment 
and there's 300 HOA on there when you're looking at prices of homes, we need to bring the price of that condo or townhome down that we're buying to accommodate for that. What's sort of interesting about that, Tigo, is a lot of times when people are buying homes and using a loan, you don't have to account for gas and electric and utilities when you're putting together your monthly payment to qualify. They're just looking at overall debt to income as long as well as other things, but people do still have to pay gas and electric and maintenance and upkeep on their home. It's just not a fixed amount every month, like in a condo. Right. So right. Anyway, it's it's hard because we want to help people with home ownership, but we want to make sure they understand that behind the scenes there's extra fee when you're when well. You're the key looking. is you got to look at the entire package, right? Right. It's kind of like when we talk about the the getting a loan. It's like don't just look at just the interest rate, right? You you got to look at the entire the entire cost structure of of that that mortgage, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't think to ask how much do you charge to do the loan. Right. They just ask interest only. They ask interest. And, you know, honestly, Tico, uh, lenders that we know and trust that are in our market, they don't just, you know, somebody calls up and says, what's the interest rate today? They don't just start quoting numbers, right? Because that would be a disservice, right? Well, it would be, first off, dishonest because there's no way they can do that without knowing your financial situation. Right. So, and interest rates can change intraday. Correct. And it's the type of loan, it's your credit score, it's your debt to income, it's all sorts of things. So, yeah. So, you know, if somebody's going to give you an interest rate over the phone without knowing your financial picture, it's probably not some lender you want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, um, Let's talk about rents. Another another thing again when we talk about housing affordability, you know, obviously you and I and and our our real estate team here we talk about buying and selling real estate, but I mean everybody needs a place to put over their head. Everybody needs shelter, right? And so, you know, rent is is another thing that's that's gone up drastically over the last few years in in again nationwide, but also in Albuquerque. However, I was at an event last earlier this week, a bunch of realtors and there's some property managers in there. And they were, they were saying that, yeah, actually, you know, there, there was a time there where you put a single family, nice single bank family, three bedroom house, detached house on the market, such high demand that you'd have 20 people that, you know, would put in applications for it. They said, it's not that way anymore. It's, it's slowed down a little bit more that might that some of that might be the seasonal cause we're, you know, we're in the winter. Uh, but, but then I, I went and pulled up some of the stats on, on what rents are doing. And over the last year in Albuquerque, where did it go? I just had it here, Tracy. I just lost it. Here it is. Okay. So over the last year, um, the, the one bedroom, um, and get this, the one bedroom, average one bedroom is still $1,100 a yeah. month. Back to our tiny house conversation. Right. Right. In, in San Antonio. But, uh, in, in, in the last 30 days, it's dropped like 4%. Not unusual to have a, a, a seasonal drop, but year over year, uh, rents are down 2% on the one bedroom. On the two bedroom, it's, it's equal from last year, but on the three bedroom, it's actually up 8% from last year. So wow. it's, it's, go ahead. It's hard to find a three bedroom. I can see that because for people who need three bedrooms, it's it's a little difficult. Most apartment complexes, one, two bedroom studios all day long, but limited number of three bedrooms. So those are in more demand. What about four bedroom? Is there data on that? Yeah, four bedroom where the average four bedroom in, in the Albuquerque area is $2,468 a month. 
and that's up 8% from last year. So it's wow. interesting. And oh, this is interesting. I didn't tell you this. This is interesting. Again, talking with these property men, I get all so excited about it. I was going to say, we usually really real estate data. We I usually have these conversations over, over morning yeah, coffee. So yeah. you didn't tell me something? <laughs> I know. Oh so my. one of the things, um, so again, there was this, you know, it's a kind of a round table mastermind here talking about real estate in Albuquerque. And we were talking about rents and, and, you know, some of us that aren't in the property management side were like, okay, so there's not as much demand, but we've got all these people. Where are they living? And he said, they're doubling up. Mm. More and more people are doubling up because they can't afford that one bedroom, $1,100 a month, you know? And, and that's probably why the three and the four bedrooms are in such higher demand right now. These people are joining together. They're joining together because that's the only way they can make, make the affordability work. So it makes perfect, perfect sense. Yeah, sure does. Good information, Tigo. Well, that's a perfect segue to our next topic, Tracy. It is, it has to do with doubling up, but kind of in a, in a different, different sense. Um, this is something I've been kind of paying attention to, which is there's always the, the thing that's cool about the United States, okay, I'm going to go offline here. I'm going to go off track off, a little off bit. Off schedule. Off a little bit. thing I think is cool about the United States is we're really good at solving problems. We're really good at innovators innovating and coming up with solutions for problems as they, they pop up in our world. Well, the problem we have right now, at least in housing, is affordability. People want to own. They just can't. They can't do it. Um, so there's a, there's a, a relatively young company out there called Cobuy, And what they do is they help put you together with friends or family, not a spouse necessarily, and put together a Cobuy of a property where you share in the ownership, you share in the property. So instead of doubling up for rent, like we were talking about a minute ago, now you're doubling up for purchase. For ownership. Yeah. And, and this company, you know, basically helps you put that together. Of course, you can do it all yourself too, but they just help um, with with kind of the paperwork and the agreements and all that stuff. So question, I haven't heard of this. So is it that they also live together or you're just finding yeah. somebody to help you buy? No, no, no. They, they live together. They live together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's other than a, air quote, couple. Yeah. It's friends or family member or whatever. I yeah. saw a house listed just this morning when I was looking at the multiple listing service and we were having coffee because every morning I scroll to see new properties and I saw a multifamily setup where like the, it was a four bedroom, single story home, very close in on the West side. I don't remember the price point. I think it was somewhere in the threes. And I thought, wow, that's a good deal for somebody because it's four bedrooms and the bedroom up front has its own entrance in and it kind of enters the house through the laundry room. So, um, and then the other three bedrooms are at the other end of the house. And I thought, wow, that is a great setup for somebody who needs multifamily or roommates because four bedrooms, um, it was pretty awesome. So, you know, that'd be a perfect co- Housing code. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we've been talking about multi-generational for years, right? Right. Where, where it's still in demand. Yeah. You know, where it's same family, but different generations and that's still in demand. And again, it's, it's a solution for some of the affordability challenges. Yeah. Um, there, there's, there's one stat that that's out there that's kind of interesting is 
how many persons per household, you know, and, right. and they track, you know, how many persons per household. And, and that's actually been growing a little bit again, because people are having to live together more for affordability. Yep. And, but not everybody is right. So we've been talking about affordability this whole time, Tracy, and how challenging it is. The thing is, there's plenty of people that can afford. There's plenty of people that are buying right now. There's plenty of people that are selling right now. Right. Right. And, and, and so I don't want to sound like, you know, everything's awful and, you know, that, that nobody can buy houses because that's not, that's not the case either. Correct. I'm going to change topics. Tigo, have you heard of the family opportunity loan? Wow, you are going to lay some new information on me, I think. We, we didn't talk about it, but it's um, it's a loan I really hadn't heard of. Um, I haven't either. So Bell Bank Mortgage locally offers it. Mm -hmm. I know there are others too. Um, it's a program by FNMA. So it's Fannie and Freddie. Okay. <laughs> um, it's It's been around a long time, but it doesn't get advertised much. So there's two loan options. The first one is where the buyer can use the program to provide, to provide housing for a parent or parents that don't have sufficient income to qualify for a mortgage on their own. Second option, parents or legal guardians can provide housing for their adult child that has a physical or developmental disability and is unable to work or doesn't have sufficient income to qualify on their own. The loan is underwritten and closed as an owner-occupant loan only in the buyer's name. The parents or disabled individual will be living in the house on their own. And the pricing is very uh, normal to conventional pricing. So it's saying it's a great program, especially now when rents and housing costs are high, so that buyers out there should know about this if you need that type of loan. Because usually if you buy a house and you're co on, on it with somebody else, like you know, co-sponsor your child, you help them as a co-borrower, you're on the loan and you're on the house with them, but this is the, the person that you do it for, it's their property. So it's very interesting, um, something that we don't hear about very option, often. Interesting. Well, and, and it goes back to this whole theme that everybody, for the most part, understands we have affordability challenges in the country right now. We definitely have them here in Albuquerque. And and innovators innovate, right? They figure out ways to do it. And yeah. you know, this one's coming from a some from a pseudo government agency, Fannie Mae, but it's still uh it, it, it's good to see. And I know, like I said, here in New Mexico, there was a, I think some stuff in the legislature. I, I hadn't followed honestly followed it that much this year, but I know there was a bill for some funds for again helping with um, down payment assistance and some other stuff, basically just some money to uh, the New Mexico Mortgage Finance Authority that that helps that helps uh, home buyers. So I don't know where that ended up. Yeah, um, but I don't know you know that's that. To, to me though, that's like okay, that's putting a. It's kind of like putting a band aid. That's not the right analogy, but it's like okay, we're gonna. We realize we've got this problem and everything's too expensive and we can't build homes cheap enough. And so we're just going to make it easier for people to buy. It's like, well, okay, we're dealing with that side, but what about the supply side? Right. You know what? They should be doing incentives to builders, perhaps. Yeah. Or right. or help with infrastructure. Right. right. Put put in roads and utilities and say, here's the lots. Yeah, I was talking to, to a local developer, you know, who develops lot and just, you know, they're they're not doing it as much because it's so expensive. It takes so much cost. So they, much they, time to tie they, up their funds. They have so much expense 
into that before they even like do roads just to do the grading and drainage and and site plan floods so flood you know engineering and and all that stuff you know and getting getting water and electric and sewer to the that area i mean i'm not a big government person but man it seems like that's where government could help a lot yeah for sure to to help with affordability and if people don't know it you know in albuquerque right now a developed lot like just a a standard you know production lot in a neighborhood is about a hundred thousand dollars before they do anything not before they do anything before they start building anything right it's about two years three years in before they're even able to start building yeah yeah and i'm sorry i'm talking a finished lot finished lot ready to be built upon right curb gutter sewer water electric gas piece of dirt maybe walls but a hundred thousand dollars before they start pouring the slab right that's huge yeah no wonder our houses cost a lot right and our houses are still way more affordable than all of the big markets around us we're still more affordable san antonio they got a hundred and sixty thousand dollar new construction yeah you know san antonio has been doing a lot of building over the last 15 years i remember when um civage homes left here and they had the non-compete with pulte and they went to san antonio and built a lot of houses um you know it's a good market for new construction but yeah we could use some of those here we could sell them all day long you know and one last thing again talking about creative real estate models um, there's there's a company that's helping people sell their home and then they can rent it back from to, that entity to stay in the home to stay in the home so it's it's an alternative to the reverse mortgage an model. alternative to just taking a HELOC out home equity line of credit it's an interesting model where you 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 can start using your funds you know it might be you want to do something different with the equity you have in your home. So you sell it, you are, you become the tenant and you get your funds out of the house and it might be just to fund your life, but it might be a project. It might be to start a new business. It could be just to, you know, go on vacation, but you know, sometimes at some stage in life, you want to not be a homeowner anymore and you want to live in the same house and not move. I know there's that whole age in place and sometimes it's the way to fund care for somebody as you sell the house, but they still have it to live in and it's now a rented house. You're leasing it back. It's a very specific program. Yeah. And that's why I see it as an alternative to the reverse mortgage, which is where you have equity in the house and you take out a mortgage on your equity. And it kind of yeah brings it down, yeah. and so suddenly, you, yeah. Basically, you you're drawing money from your equity to help pay your bills, but of course, as you're doing that, you're reducing your equity that you have in your home. So yeah, um, and and you know, all of those things are models that just come up because they're trying to address needs of the consumers and homeowners. So okay, okay so last question: Who no. are you rooting for Saturday, uh, Sunday? Oh, you beat me to it. I'm. I'm rooting for Team Red. You're funny. Okay, well, I've been, everybody that listens to us knows I've been a a Chiefs fan for quite a (laughs) while, right? Um, But I was going to say there's a few other things going on in the next week. So, yeah, we've got that big Super Bowl game on Sunday. Uh, The Eat Fest, the Commercial Fest, the Taylor Tay-Tay Fest, and, you know, the number 87 Fest. But, you know, next week's Valentine's Day too, Tigo. So, you know, if you want to buy your sweetheart a house or something, 
uh, you know, give us a ring, 448-8888. We'd be happy to help you with that. I'm sure that would go a lot further than like flowers or chocolates, right? A nice house, maybe a rental property, income producing, wealth producing, life changing. Come on, Tiga. I'm speechless. Anyway, it's Valentine's Day. I'm giving you a heads up right so here, right now. So you want me to now. buy you a house is what you're saying would for you, Valentine's Day? Would you? That would be perfect. Yeah. You know that that meme that's been going around the internet of the um the pink hot pink porsche people saying i want this hot pink porsche for valentine's yeah, the one day you sent me yeah yeah the one i you sent i me. just need yeah. a house yeah. another rental house yeah. would be perfect i i i i would go for a house because that's an appreciation appreciating asset versus a vehicle which is a depreciating yeah i would even call it an asset but, i'm yeah i'm not really wanting the pink porsche okay. well, so we're good doing, but I'm yeah not, Anyway, thank you. It's the Venturi Group of Real Broker here in Albuquerque, episode 470. What were we on, Tracy? Nine? I forgot. Four, ah, shoot, no, I forgot. Anyway. Yeah, here it is right here. 479. Uh, happy to be doing this for many, many years. If you've got any questions about real estate, reach out to us. Leave us a comment or a question in our uh, Facebook and or YouTube or just give us a call. Again, Venturi Group Real Broker, 505-448-8888. Have a good one. Enjoy the Super Bowl. <laughs>